Hi, everybody. We have a really interesting and fun conversation coming up. I mean, fun in my world and fun in our guest's world. Uh, anyway, and we're talking with Tim, who you may have seen on Gaia on Open Minds very recently, and also on Cosmic Disclosure. And now he's in Germany, and we're speaking to him from his home studio. And we're going to have a fabulous conversation about uh, consciousness and ET intervention surrounding human consciousness. Tim, I'm so happy to see you again. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. We had such a fun conversation on Gaia. We thought, okay, we've got to pick this up again soon because we barely scratched the surface. And just before uh, we started recording here, we we're having a wonderful conversation because we've discovered something about some messaging that came through being six. And we'll set that up in a moment. And my beings uh, about 40 years ago, the ones that I'm in association with and the story of the origins of the human species and what was hoped for, um, because we have such an incredibly high potential. So first let's just give a thumbnail sketch and anyone who has a Gaia can go there and watch the rest, but thumbnail sketch of how you ended up in a situation talking with someone called being number six and what being number six is. Oh, okay. So um, basically um, a group in Germany is doing a uh, experiment on uh, interfrequential harmonies or frequential harmonies, which is basically the um, physical uh, model of our universe this version of the universe that's actually um, operating on wavelengths. So we have um, particles that are actually moving and those particles, um, you know, they, they operate in waves. Um, what we found uh, is that there's life actually everywhere in the universe. So the universe itself is a single life form, just as our body is a single life form and we uh, inhabit different other uh, you know, uh, life forms inside our body, like bacteria, like blood cells, you name it. Um, that's the same way the universe works. So you have, uh, you know, uh, life forms all over the place. And what we found is also that um, while the human species is, you know, living on the outside um, of uh, of light, uh, which basically means we're um, uh, crystallized in that way, materialized uh, in that way, um, you also have um, life forms that live on different uh, frequential harmonies, so meaning different wavelengths. Is it fair to, we call, in common parlance, we say live different dimensional fields? Is it fair to use that term or is that a different? Is that yeah, a different? to be very precise, a dimension is uh, a unit where you can measure, measure a, a position in space. Mm -hmm. So if you have three dimensions, you know, you can say, uh, all right, uh, someone is located here or there. Um, a frequency, a wavelength, basically, uh, doesn't mean that you necessarily sorry, have uh, space at all. So um, uh, one very popular example that I'm always bringing up is like um, when you dream, you're actually in a certain frequential harmony, um, but it's not possible to locate your consciousness at all because um we're always measuring from the outside from the you know 3d perspective from whatever dimension we can you know uh, fill in but um there's actually no way to locate your consciousness while you're actually dreaming so that's an interfrequential field yes thank you for clarifying that because these <laughs> words are always used interchangeably in common parlance you know in, in yeah, sure. yeah bantering and new age concepts in particular right so first i want to say that um we only have your first name because your pro the project you're working on is not publicly known <laughs> nobody's right. going to be able to do a search and find it on the internet they probably won't be able to find you on the internet other than gaia or me yeah, so it's they, not, they do find me on Instagram, though. <laughs> but they can find you on Instagram, and we will get to that because you finally set that up yourself. Right. Otherwise, um, they're not going to find much. So we're just going on the quality of this knowledge and conversation with a guy named Tim right now. So, okay. So let now go ahead and continue with being six. Yeah, I, I think uh, the U.S. term for that is an uh, unacknowledged special access program uh, or project. I think that's. Yes. I, I think that's the term that I've heard uh, many times. 
Um, and it's, you know, it's pretty um, call it kind of black ops and all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got different names for that. Um, and it's pretty, you know, usual on this planet. So a lot of the, the real stuff is happening uh, behind closed doors. And, um, you know, that's that shouldn't surprise anybody no, at doesn't. all, you know. No. So that's actually a long history um, to trying to communicate with these kind of interfrequential beings in Germany, um, uh, because that all started, you know, some time ago in, in World War II, uh, actually, um, where uh, they set up some kind of projects in order to what they called uh, the Außengeist, which ex actually means uh, the mind from outside. So uh, basically, these the German scientists at that time, 1942, I guess, um, was the, the, the time span around that. Um, they, uh, they had this concept of um, the universe is operating in consciousness even outside our perceptible field. Um, so what they did is they used a lot of uh, high high um, altitude, you know, energy um, converters and and try to connect to that because they thought that that's gonna you know win them the war um, because uh, obviously something that's operating from outside of time and outside you know and has a lot of um, you know um, potential. Uh, can you know uh, influence the outcome of of certain events on on Earth, and we might talk about that later. And it happened, um, so there is influence from from that side of the universe as well, because everything is connected and everything is happening. Yes, indeed. So you're saying it did happen. It did happen during World War II. There are so many amazing stories when you look at it from. Uh, a, a phenomenon point of view that did happen during World War II. Is it a quick story that you could share with us of something they're able to use, or do we need to have another conversation uh, on this? Oh, it's a it's a pretty fascinating um, story. So so basically, uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, uh, I'm op obviously entering the story a little later uh, in that timeline. You know, um, so uh, I don't know if uh, the Germans at that time uh, did actually succeed in in setting up that com conversation. Um, I don't think so, and I also don't think that um, being six, which is an interfrequential higher frequential being so to speak uh would actually interfere with um a conflict uh in in a way that it takes position or something you know that um, makes sense yeah so but what we did uh learn and, and maybe maybe i'm i'm just uh, referring to what's uh, the experimental setup so the setup itself is you have um uh you know special isolated boxes containers so to speak where one person uh, a human or whatever uh, life form can enter uh, and you isolate this room and you then use uh, special coils in order to compress the frequencies of reality in one location. So what's going to happen is that uh, the frequencies of that room are getting so compressed um, that through um, through this, you can actually communicate uh, with this being six, which is actually a translation from the German um, word. So um, it, it doesn't really have a name in that way because um, what's interest, interesting is that uh, it uh, operates at level six consciousness, while most people on this planet are actually mostly uh, operating on level three conscious or level four consciousness because that's uh, the level of consciousness that this planetary environment right now can host. Um, which means, you know, level three consciousness is obviously the material uh, linear consciousness that a lot of people still um, believe in, uh, while level four consciousness is like an extended version of yourself. You're able to you're able to understand that you can do in the universe a lot more than material science uh, actually thinks um or talks about and this is more or less the world of quantum phenomena that's uh you know where you can e in the three le level three <laughs> level three consciousness you can either have one or zero if you if you want to you know um operate it's on a technical level reality. yeah 
Right. And in a level four consciousness, you can have one and or zero and everything in between. So that's basically the difference. Um, and there are already millions of people on this planet um, who are operating on level four, con level four consciousness. Uh, and it's getting more and more. So that's basically the time we're living in, which is pretty exciting to it be. It is exciting. And what we're going to be diving into now is what being six explain to you about what we are and i'm going to be adding to this this part will be a conversation about what the being with no name that is the beings that i have associated with and yeah. from um what they had to say because this is the first time i've actually found a very interesting match between and they both have the same characteristics so why don't yeah. you go ahead and start talking about what being six said about the nature of this hybrid species called human is. Right. Um, by, by the way, I, I really love that fact. We talked about it uh, on Christmas Eve, actually, and I found it super interesting that you found this match. So um, if you allow me, I'd, I'd just like to, to, uh, to you know, finish that one story about the, yes. you know, um, interference uh, of being six in, in that time period in Absolutely. Europe. Because I found that very interesting because um, we've asked being six, um, uh, did it actually take action in 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 some kind of way to interfere with the uh with earth history and with earth events basically uh and it says uh, he she it says yes so um we of course we wanted to know what they did and um basically being six can only operate with earth people if um uh, if there are you know uh, other ets that are more invasive and you know stepping over certain barriers that they probably shouldn't do so th to balance that out uh being six allows itself you know to take actions but they're very subtle and uh one thing they did is they said they were responsible for the inter uh, you know um for the thought of LSD for the invention uh, invention of LSD, um, and that's pretty interesting because they operated operated outside of time and dropped that you know thought and principle and the um, the the concept of LSD pretty close to Germany at a time where it could have made a difference. But as you probably know, uh, Hofmann, who Dr. Hofmann, who was the um, the scientist, the leading scientist, he put that away. He he was observing that, and uh, he totally put it away and forgot about it years later. And that actually started a peace movement in the seventies. So that's one of the interventions. Okay, so was it thought that with the discovery of LSD, that because the Germans and the German military hierarchy, Hitler, were into the um, underpin, the they were trying to understand and grasp and utilize the unseen forces in order to win the war, that they may have been subject themselves or open to taking LSD so they could expand their consciousness further? hundred percent. You got that totally right. Because LSD actually is designed from outside of this planet in order to bring you in into an, you know, uh, what they called an aware, an oceanic awareness uh, of all, um, and that's basically the frequency um, we're not actually able to be in conflict with other B aspects of yourself, because you finally realize. We are all connected and we are all the singular universal being. Um, we shouldn't be, you know, um, in some kind of conflict with each other. We should be working on, you know, corporate cooperation and thriving. So that's actually what they did. But the funny story is, um, and, and that's typical for temporal modification. Um, you, you place an impulse somewhere, but you cannot actually, you know, um, make it, hundred percent sure and albert hofmann he's he's an individual and he put it aside for so many years and then it ev it even swept over to to the us so you basically had this you know peace and love movement in the 70s in the united states los angeles basically you know 
So. Yeah, in San Francisco, both. San yeah. Francisco, oh, yeah, sure, sure. The sixties, yes. That that's fascinating. Okay, thank you for that little bit of uh, esoteric history. That's yeah, I found super interesting. interesting. It is. Could it, it could have worked though, though. Could have worked. Considering the mindset that they were looking to expand consciousness, but to win a war, but that whole thing so convoluted even in itself, the whole war itself and our understanding of it was so convoluted, but we know that they were looking to es esoteric means to be able to have some kind of higher outcome or win. So this, right. this would fall within that, certainly. Yeah. So very interesting. So can we, let's go ahead now then and move it forward uh, to today about what you learned, you and the group learned from being six about the nature of humanity itself and our potential, because we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yes. So um, uh, what we actually learned, not only from being six, but, but from other sources as well, is um, that uh, humanity itself is um, highly uh, affected by, you know, um, extraterrestrial forces or influences and i don't actually mean only you know um ets but i also mean universal forces um uh, cosmic forces if you want to speak uh, call it that way um because the the universe as we already know uh, everything is connected to one single life form uh, and everything is influencing uh you know itself so um, you, you find a lot of influences on all kinds of levels, uh, but we surely have seen over time and over history um, that there are some, you know, ET species that actually took, um, you know, direct action in order to modify um, the human history. Yes. Yes. And, um, and I'll go ahead and add a piece here and taking it further back that when this unique species was originally coming about and we talked about this off camera which i've done in lectures and it has to do with the story that was that was shared with me and had to do with the merging of other dimension other dimensional earth beings from other non-physical realms of earth earth is multi-dimensional and we have beings occupying each of these dimensions of earth that these higher dimensional beings were present when this physical as you say, crystallized material form, third dimensional version of Earth was being formed over a long period of time, coming through the natural processes of creation into densification. And they were present and observing and even coming in. Edgar Casey's story reflects the story we were given as well. Um, they were coming in and they were working, uh, really playing, experimenting, adventuring with physical forms because it was something interesting they had not experienced. But these were very, very highly intelligent and creative beings from a what we would call higher, but higher dimensional field. So yes. ultimately, there was emerging. It didn't go well. And it was intended that the higher creative intelligence capacities would merge with the earthly intuitive capacities of this human form and create this exemplary unusual it was not supposed to be but this unusual uh unusually talented capable physical being and so we know that there were things happen and ets were part of the uh, construction process to be able to allow this merge to happen so they've been here from the beginning as well so now you pick it up and take over what you understand what was to have happened and what has happened by way of et intervention slash interference sense right um so uh it's it's getting more complex the further away uh from this you know point uh, of time and location yes. um that we're currently in so um uh what we see is uh, so it, uh, let's talk about mental uh, gravitation, which is the underlying concept of how this world came together. So basically what we have is potential uh, and probability um, of a living of living life, you know, of, of, of potential life. And what the universe seems to do is. Um, 
and that's pretty fascinating to me is it looks for uh, for paradoxes so um, whenever there's something that's uh, undecided um, it's super interesting it seems to be super interesting for the universe you know to zoom into that uh, and to observe it um, and the the you know the most um, obvious paradox we have uh, in this version of the universe is duality actually so uh, it 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 actually comes from the universe wanting to observe itself so it created a uh, a copy of itself so um, that is in order to to you know um, to ob observe and to get feedback uh, from it uh, and that created this wonderful and um, you know very chaotic system of duality where um, you know bodies can exist and uh, individuality and egos and uh, different concepts can um, exist but still we're all sharing uh, a, a you know a specific version of reality because we're all cr constantly creating that um, and you're correct as you refer to the the outer influences um, uh, that's uh, happening that happened um, and it's potentially still happening on on several levels um, throughout time throughout history of of uh, humanity. Um, and there's actually a, a trial going on right now um, in order to, you know, look into uh, what is what has happened naturally on this planet and what is a invasive, you know, try to um, to modify and bring chaos to to humanity. OK, that takes us into two conversations. First of all, what trial? <laughs> Let's okay. get to that part. What trial? Then we're going to get into the nature of the uh, inquiry. Right. So um, basically, uh, there are some uh, specific ET races that um, that feel the responsibility to oversee uh, certain um, activities in the universe. Um, the translation of that. Um, and again, I'm, I'm again translating from German, which is a translation from um, from a, a, a exotic language, what we call exotic language. So um, would be um, uh, the first order or the order of the, of the first. Um, and I found that pretty interesting because there's a uh, um, a Hollywood movie which I haven't seen, um, and and I'm I'm really bad at you know cultural references. But I found out as it's so often that uh, some years later there's a Hollywood movie that's referring uh, to the same term, which is kind of interesting. And we we always find that that you know some pieces of reality are always um, can be found in some Hollywood movies, which is you know interesting. It is um, interesting. It, yes, it, sometimes they even call it kind of predictive programming, but it's also planting seeds. So the order of the one, what does this mean? Yes. So um, basically, that means that there are some some species that feel the responsibility to oversee uh, certain uh, developments in the universe because they feel like um, every uh, consciousness unit, every you know observer of the universe, uh, needs to have the opportunity to freely evolve um, under natural circumstances. And so, um, let me ask you this: so, being six would be among that field of intelligence? Um, no, I wouldn't say so because being six is very non-invasive. Um, yeah. uh, what we see is that the, um, and it's getting complex here, so the upgraded version of being six, uh, which is the reason why being six also reached out to us um, because um, people on earth are, you know, capable of, of um uh, you know, they're still in time, so they can, you know, change uh, the course uh, of destiny uh, much better uh, than some being that is overlooking time all at once. Um, so that's the reason, uh, the, the complicated reason why it's reaching out to us as well. Um, being six is non-invasive, but uh, it reached out to us in order to integrate more um, direct species into their collective as well. So um, you might want to refer to it as the the concept of light warriors. 
if you want you know uh, there is there's so much um uh, there are so many concepts on this earth about light warriors angels vishnu uh, jesus itself you know you name it so um you you might want to um call these beings uh into the effort of um, being six you know want to want to integrate them into their own collective okay so then make the distinction between that and the beings you were speaking about previously that are o overseeing that non-interference right. principle right. Right. what's the nature of those beings what would you call them um so to make it very easy um for example the grace uh, are part of this group um uh, there are indeed an uh, a invasive species um so uh, people who have had contact scenarios and uh we actually dealing with numbers in the millions uh, on this planet so um this is not a unique phenomenon to a very niche group or something uh this is like mainstream reality for a lot of people uh that have had sightings or had um contact scenarios or what you you name it, whatever um so these beings for example they feel the responsibility to overlook certain dynamics in the universe uh, because they they feel that their own uh evolution and the overall of evolution of the universe um is you know highly affected by what's going on right so they have insinuated themselves out of self-interest which yes. is not the same as a more benevolent uh caring view of seeing that each species within the universe is allowed to develop naturally as much as possible right yeah they um that's that's a fascinating uh question you bring up regina because um uh, it's actually a kind of uh it's a very um cognitive uh, way of thinking it's a it's a it's a, a way of analyzing the world through the concept of thoughts uh, and what they think is um that um well they they see themselves as kind of garden uh, gardening race so they refer to themselves the grace refer to them th themselves as a gardening race so what they say is um you could either leave a garden and left leave everything you know grow in itself and that basically means you know darwin so the, the strongest plant might take all the sun from all the others uh, you know and and some other you know smaller flowers can never ever you know um uh, bring itself to to flower in um because they don't get any sun so what they uh they feel the responsibility to be the gardening race and you know bring everything so much in order that all plants have the same uh possibility in order to grow and to to flourish um so that's their idea being six so they, would, they yeah. would they would consider themselves to be do, providing a service yes, to, yes. Uh, keeping the order from their perspective right so it's yeah that's that's an important point so that doesn't mean that there are not you know opposing forces that have a different perspective you know yes. so it's it's not a universal perspective it's um basically uh the perspective the agenda of one operator in the universe so being six basically would never interfere in that way um because uh basically um it's it all depends a little bit on the history of your own evolution if being six consists a lot of um from a lot of uh, of of a lot of uh, individuals collectives planetary civilizations um uh masters what whatever you want to you, you know whatever you want to uh, call them but they all kind of have in common that their own evolution was uh non-conflictuous so they pretty much um they all agree on the idea that we're you know we need to cooperate we're all the same um we're all one being in the universe uh so they don't actually uh they have never developed a way to be in conflict with another another form of life yes so it's yeah. a more matured based on experience throughout vast expanses of history universally it's a matured consciousness 
yes, it's matured, but it's also helpless in, in some ways, you know, because uh, the one, the big trouble that being six has, uh, and it, it wants to evolve too. We all want to evolve and we need to take certain steps and being six needs to integrate uh, all the other aspects as well in order to, uh, you know, to, to evolve. I hope you're enjoying this video because if you are, there are dozens more like it on my site, all supported by people like you. So if you'd like to keep this work rolling in and join our community, just click on the Patreon button at reginameredith.com. That also gives you access to insider commentary, my live book club, and other live events with special guests. So join in. Thanks. If we're talking about level six consciousness, uh, there are only very, very few um well, actually, there's only one one being uh, that is still in conflict uh, with something. So the higher the frequencies, the less beings we have uh, that still, you know, remain isolated and remain in conflict or in war or whatever, whatever you, you, you want to call it. And yeah. are you referring to what a lot of people listening to this would guess to be a type of reptilian species that might still be in conflict and isolated? Yeah, so so basically, um, in in this uh, you know time and space where we're uh, situated right now, uh, we have a, a few more um, species. We we call that a ninety-five to five ratio of species of in, or of beings uh, that are still uh, conflictuous, um, which means uh, from all the the different forms of life that we found that we find throughout the universe 95 percent of them you know are friendly benevolent and cooperative yes they they might have might have defensive abilities or skills um but they are all you know friendly um and there are five percent of beings that are still um you know fall under the category of um you know yeah conflictuous um what we would call uh, um self destabilizing or self um uh, self failing self destructive behavior uh, because that's the result of being in conflict with each other. It's basically um, you, you ultimately people will, or these beings will fail, you know? Um, so it would seem then that the, the way that they're able to have influence over humanity is that, uh, is the, our own dual nature that is still being encouraged to be in competition with one another for survival. Right. Really, more than anything, creating that kind of division. So right. we have to be, we have to create a receptive soil in order to take up that influence. And that means we can also reverse it. But let's, let's talk about some of the ways in which we can easily be manipulated and have been and are being manipulated. Uh, common ways that everyone would understand. Now we know what's happening. We know that we're subject to uh, every kind of uh, manipulation in our perceptions. I mean, there are movies done about it. There, there's a fabulous new new series that has come out called The Capture. I don't know if you've heard of it yet. It streams in America on a service called Peacock. But it is, uh, if anyone has access to it, talk about taking the subject to this incredibly powerful level and messaging about how our perceptions, especially through media, can so easily be manipulated that front is back and back is front. So we know that part, but it's much more subtle than that. And you are into linguistics in particular, and you have studied even using language, the deep, subtle ways in which we're being constantly manipulated and manipulating ourselves and each other. So we can go into language, but other areas, go ahead and just start on it okay yeah sure um so uh my main expertise isn't actually linguistic it's it's governance which is um you know overseeing the, the whole of it and um i would say uh so so basically um what we observed is um, so the, the reason for modification on this planet, and let's begin with that, is that humanity itself, um, over time, there there's they have one of the highest potentials of evolution throughout the universe. Uh, 
What, yes, that is, yes. what does that mean? It, it means there is so much turbulence, there's so much uh, diversity on this whole planet uh, that there is so much opportunity to learn. There's so yeah. much opportunity to learn, to strive, to evolve, and to, to get better on things. You know, there's no stagnation at all because this planet is so dynamic uh, that you, you can learn and strive and become better and better and better. And that's basically one of the, um, you know, evolutionary uh, potentials of this species, actually. Um, and we want to make sure that this species is becoming a protective species. So it counts itself to the 95 benevolent beings uh, and not, you know, either we don't want it to fail uh, and we don't want it to become like a, um, a you know, a self-destructive species either. Um, so that's actually the effort. Um, uh, but there are indeed some species, especially those that have a sense of feeling for this high potential um, that they see humanity as a, a competitor. Um, so what they basically did is, and those species are, you know, far more evolved in some, some cases. Um, and some of them are, you know, very smart in a way that they can, uh, for example, use temporal dynamics, which means uh, time uh, in order to modify certain events on earth. Um, can, you go into that? can you go into that a little bit? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so um, so basically, uh, a temporal dynamic uh, or temporal dimension, time is a dimension, just as much as um, uh, we can move, uh, for example, through water, uh, just as much as we can move through liquid um, materials, uh, these species have learned to move uh, through through temporal dimension and to manipulate um, events on Earth. Um, and uh, we've seen that in, lo in a lot uh, of cases because um, uh, it, it, it kind of makes these kind of operations, these clandestine, uh, clandestine uh, operations, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of hard to figure out if these, these things occurred naturally, means, meaning the, the species, the civilization, the Earth people itself were responsible for becoming that way. Or if there was like someone, you know, um, um, how do you want to call it? Like putting some fire into uh, into oil uh, and, you know, watching it burn. Um, and, and it might look like that's a natural occurring event or something. So when you speak about temporal manipulation, then are you speaking about um, the manipulation of time as in or, or as in the nature of parallel timelines or jumping timelines? in events where an alternate reality has been created and there's a way to simply jump our awareness to the other timeline? Um, so, so basically the, the concept of uh, time is that we have a time uh, strain in the, in the middle uh, and we have a lot of timelines around it. So right. if you, uh, we call that a, actually uh, like a time tree or something uh, would be the translation. So if you look up, uh, it, it's basically like a Christmas tree. So if you look at, uh, at it from the top, you, you see um, the top and you see like a lot of different timelines around it. And the universe has this very fascinating feature that some timelines around it, all these kind of fractals, uh, some of them fail because the further away they get away from the um, time string in the middle, which is the successful timeline, the vector, the, the successful vector, the more they get away from that, uh, the easier they, you know, vanish into nothingness. So what the, the universe does is it's constantly reintegrating all these timelines into successful timelines, which is it's it's such a nice feature actually it means um no one is ever lost no one no one uh in the course of time will ever get lost because the universe does this you know reintegration it's like it's creating a coherence for yes. that reality in that field for whoever the players are right right 
that doesn't mean that localized failure of timeline does not exist it does so some some people can be on the wrong timeline even collectives because we're all sharing a, a certain part of of a timeline uh as we're speaking and all these you know wonderful souls and beings out there that's watching uh watching this interview uh we're all sharing a certain timeline um because I operate in this timeline, you operate in this timeline, and people watching this, they also operate in this timeline. So that's how we, you know, um, uh, and this is also the way ETs, you know, um, take care of Earth, um, for example, through the idea of reincarnation or hybrids or direct interference or whatever. So they um, make sure that they appear in a certain timeline and they, you know, stabilize. They have this potential to to connect, uh, you know, potentially failing timelines to a successful timeline. And through that, you know, you can stabilize that. But wouldn't this still be considered a type of interference? Yes, a hundred percent. And again, there's no, there are no. It's just their perception of what they think is right for us. It's it's always that way, actually. So, uh, and and we can argue about that. And and you know, um, uh, behavior can always be either seen positive and benevolent, or uh, negative and invasive, or something neutral, or something in between. So um, it all depends. Yeah, yeah it, it all depends. It always comes down to the observer. Yes. Um, but uh, I mean, we can agree from the you know social um, point of view from from a social standard point of view, if if you, if you want to call it that way, um, that we would consider certain behaviors as benevolent and certain behaviors, you know, as malevolent. So. Yeah. And that's a cultural thing, you know. Um, so, uh, from our standpoint, of, and there might, there is, there are some species um, that, uh, again, they see humans as com- a competitive species, and they did their best. Um, it, it began with, um, you know, manipulating their DNA, which basically humans are meant to live a lot longer, and they are meant to 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 grow because. Um, humanity nowadays they only grow to a certain um you know ad, uh, a um you know a very young form uh of of species so they do not how do you want to call it they, they don't um, fully mature into our capabilities thank you mature yes. right they they don't grow mature um uh and they they actually die at i don't know 70 years or something uh, in ever um, on average so um that's not how it's meant to be because that's a too uh that's too short actually to make a um you know a a consistent and and valuable uh, amount of experience uh, on this planet totally you need a lot more time actually um so but that's actually one thing that happened uh and 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 didn't stop that way so we know that there are lots of actually we i i actually know that there are 15 uh species um i've also heard from different other people considered with uh, military and and uh, you know special forces and so on and they were talking about you know 25 species um doing genetic modification and alteration in the uh RNA uh, DNA and and DNA of you know humans um but it didn't stop there so what we see is over the course of history um that there are certain events uh and and certain civilizations um that you know uh were inherently uh or at least this is the accusation that they were inherently, um, you know, influenced in order to attack other species. Um, you, you might, uh, for example, um, see that what the the, the Spanish uh, or the conquistadores did with people with fairly peaceful tribes, you know. Um, uh, so, um, yeah. And we see that all over the place. Um, and basically, if we talk about 
uh, Europe. In, so we see that um, the Roman Empire, for example, would be a perfect target in order to, you know, bring in some outside influences and uh, through their influence over Europe, uh, install certain um, systematic alterations uh, of tribes in Europe. So what they did, for example, was uh, introducing a certain school system. Um, uh, they were having elite classes uh, that were, you know, um, uh, acting in secrecy and, um, um, you know, having a, a huge army and invade, invading certain um, tribes and certain uh, areas in Europe as well. So a lot of people tend to give power over to an extraterrestrial species because they're more technologically advanced, perhaps they're more advanced in uh, simple abilities like telepathic communication. So we think they're somehow superior, which isn't the case. That doesn't mean that the spirit is superior. It means that certain technological capabilities are superior. And so when you say one, that uh, they see that they're a sophisticated species that sees humans as competition, that is a lowered consciousness. And so if they're, say, in Roman times, trying to inculcate this sense of competition to the point of wanting to slaughter another tribe or, or so, uh, then is that happening then through the field of mind that these feelings and thoughts are being inculcated into the humans at any given time through a mental field, so to speak. How is this introduced? It's it's um, very sophisticated, actually, in that way that um, uh, we basically have three different aspects um working in that manner so they they made sure or that's the accusation again this is a, a running trial and i'm you know by far not taking position in in any way so i'm only you know bringing um down the facts of what ha happened and what's what the accusations are so um we for example first of all we we do Yes, we have a mental influence, uh, just in the same way that being six brought in a idea, a you know, a um, yeah, a, the the um, the thought concept of LSD into someone's mind, um, um, and and making it look like it's your own thought, your own concept. Um, we do have that. Um, we secondly have um, technological uh, modification and alteration. Um, so these beings actually, even in Roman times, where technology, you know, were pretty low on this uh, on this planet, uh, these species are in time they're ahead. Um, they do have, you know, certain uh, frequential uh, generators in order to, you know, um, alterate uh, and modify reality in, in certain ways. Uh, and there's no way for a Roman person um, to, know. To, to know. There's no way. Well, uh, no, they the might between that and your own thought or impulse. Right. It's they might have they might have ideas of uh, what's happening and they might, you know, bring up uh, certain metaphors for that. So if we look at the 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 uh, divinity, the set of uh, gods, for example, and, and myths uh, that we have in Roman times, you can find certain stories uh, that philosophers come up and you can if you really clearly read them, you can see that they were sensing something. They were talking about something that they couldn't actually grasp uh, so this is number two and the, the third number is actual reincarnation and happen and, and you know taking direct actions in that timeline which is um, somewhat critical because that's um, uh, something that could be detected um, in, in the most easiest way um, people from outside you know observing that could see oh there's there's you know i don't know some kind of being from outside uh, in disguise but again these species um they they come from a certain evolution uh and they have for example learned how to modify their own uh, appearance so um this is actually something uh that i came you know that that i've also talked uh about and i've um i've actually experienced that once once in my lifetime but that's a different story so these beings can you know use a what we call um 
so so basically they can alterate their own appearance in such a way as uh like a um like an octopus for example can alter their own through uh, hormones um you know alter their own skin appearance yes uh their skin color right Uh, and then they use technology in order to further um improve their uh, appearance to make it look more human like and that is what we find a lot of times uh, and i've actually seen documents where you where people were even talking about you know certain the population of athens for example they were actually talking about um a certain you know a, a being that inhabited the pan- pantheon so um they were actually the, there were rumors about it at that time even so yeah Okay, so quick question here. So we, when we, we went over it quickly. So they work through the the field of mind where they can simply interject um, feelings, thoughts, ideas. They work through technological uh, advances that we now have in black ops, and they're being used on humanity now from humans even as well. Those techs, a lot of those technologies have since been developed. And so and then you're talking about reincarnation. Now, are you saying that some of these entities that chose to have influence uh, to limit us, to create more uh, hostile feelings and such actually incarnated in through human bodies? Yes. So that's the uh, actual uh, accusation of this trial. Yes. And I, um, I, do, I do believe there's accuracy in that. I do, actually. I personally do think that, too, because um, I know that this is happening. Um, it's It's been, you know... Um, uh, um, right now, the planet is pr- being protected pretty much so we um so people might have noticed that trump you know he came up with the space force uh different other countries they also have uh, a um, planetary defense uh system um this was pretty much low under the radar so to speak but uh if you look at it uh you can see there's already uh, a lot of um effort to protect the planet and this is only like what's obvious for the for the public and there are also like for many years there are um efforts in order to protect the planet from these kind of uh behaviors because people were afraid that administrations could be you know influenced um world leaders could be um you know replaced by beings that look alike but might have different you know uh, mindset different agendas Let me just ask you about that. So I was speaking with someone who is in the intelligence community and said, we'd probably be surprised to know that this actually has occurred. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. And it probably still does. But it's very um, it's it's, uh, more unlikely than ever, actually, because uh, right now we are in a phase of uh, strong modulation of the Earth. And uh, I feel like everyone on Earth is, is already feeling that things are changing rapidly uh, and this is a re-engineering process that's going on Um, and for that operation um, however it turns out and i want to you know make make sure that everyone knows that we can influence that through our own uh, decision and through our own powers uh, and that's why i told them you know if if you don't have any other thing to do just sit by yourself meditate and say all shifts happening now and you know bring it into uh, in, into the free field of reality um whatever else you can do uh it's it's uh, very appreciated but yes uh it's it's protected more than ever right now and um it's it's uh, made pretty hard it's it's pretty challenging to uh to to you know um influence that field from the outside right now because it's protected so heavily okay that's excellent that's excellent news um and i think we can feel that and everyone can feel the changes happening and we have to remember that earth herself is a magnificent um, entity, multidimensional entity with vast intelligence beyond our comprehension. And we are uh, lucky enough to have her as our host and have chosen to incarnate here. But because her own frequencies are changing and are lifting upward um, in her own development 
within this dimension, right? Lifting up, this consciousness is lifting up. The only way we can be here and incarnate here is to keep a uh, step with those frequencies, meaning we have to raise our own frequencies. And yes. so let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, I'll yes. tell you, I had an interesting thing happen recently. Um, I sat down to meditate in um, uh, the FLFE energy field that they, they have pumped up to 850. It's just a really beautiful field to sit in. And I was sitting in that field, at really getting ready to read. And all of a sudden, I felt that feeling come over me. And I thought, okay, get your keyboard, something's about to happen. And I just started taking notes of what was being shared. And what was shared was the most direct and, and simple, but just stunning little um dissertation on love, the frequency of love and care, simple things that every human being is capable of, and the absolute necessity, and it said at the end, for our survival, for us to begin moving into that space that however we can create it, that we call love as a species, but also the notion of compassion and care, which is part of it. So let's talk from your point of view. You just mentioned one, you know, that you can meditate and do this, but let's talk about other active ways that we shift this game upward in frequencies so we can no longer be at the whim of and manipulated by these other forces who use our own sense of competition and fear and anger to do this. Thank you so much for bringing that up because I, I love to speak about it. Um, because yes, um, so uh, first of all, uh, the systematic modification and changes on this planet make it fairly difficult to strive in a way uh, that people are meant to strive and evolve on this planet, actually. Uh, so um, this is what raises concerns uh, all over the place and makes, you know, Earth a little, um, uh, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, it's challenging in that way. But still, there are so many ways, you know, to interfere with that field. And we all need to, to understand that this planet uh, is full of life forms that are supportive um and i actually feel that uh, you know on my instagram and people are so nice to each other and i i really really from my heart i i, I love that because uh the face we're actually entering and i want to make that clear so the the planet itself is moving around the sun the sun itself is not um uh you know in it's also moving it's it's the whole solar system is moving uh and we're actually entering a um a, a phase or a um field uh that is uh that has higher um you know frequencies higher energetical frequencies um uh, and uh, if people look up, you know, solar flares and the magnetic field and things, they will find proof to that. That's actually happening right now. Um, and with that, we will find that reality will shift by a lot. Um, and uh, we also, we always need to understand that we all collectively create our consciousness and our, your, you know, our collective, collective consciousness and our reality so everyone who's meditating everyone who's um you know bringing on in thoughts prayers everyone who's happy everyone who's um enjoying life doing um you know find your own home is something that i can advise anyone and and once you found your own home your own space where you're truly from your heart happy then go and invite people invite others you know don't don't put it on them you know don't force it on them but you know invite them to to be an, be an inspiration for them and that's so important and if you've only like five minutes in your your busy schedule or whatever um just beware that you put through you know through um through your voice through your consciousness awareness you bring into uh you bring uh you know content and information in that field say all shift happily now and and mean it and the more people uh doing that and um, we're not alone we're we've never been alone and we're there are so many many millions of people on this planet uh that are actually benevolent and part of 
your tribe, our tribe, my tribe, you know, um, uh, and we we can make an imp- we have we have a strong impact on that. Absolutely. I mean, as you said, there are millions upon millions of of beings uh, who are from, as you say, uh, like like um, being six, who each of us have access to these amazing beings who yes. are really here as to help us if we ask to to as cheerleaders for our own development and yes. our and the development of our companionship with the earth to learn to live in harmony and such. We, we are surrounded in a just a sea of wonderful, helpful beings, aside from what we have in ourselves and our own multidimensional self. So I love what you had to say. Find this beauty in yourself. Invite other people into it. I couldn't agree more. And that was very, that was very much at the center of this little love transmission that yes. uh, came the other day. And so um what I'd like to do is because we did not get into some of the linguistics that are very fun to look at and see how this works. And also the notion of mythology, how some of these mythological characters came into being and played this role out because it really, really, uh, I think, instantiated duality even more into humanity with these characters. I think that would be another very wonderful conversation to have with you. A hundred percent. We we can go on forever. So <laughs> yes. Um, so basically, all these uh, malevolent, uh, you know, features. Um, we uh, actually we call that uh, the installation, which is the you know universal tor- term for um, what's what's happening systematically on Earth, uh, and it's being removed uh, very slowly actually because um, a uh, you know first of all it's it's pretty deep in in the DNA of people literally and um, uh, you know um, uh, as, as a metaphor. Um, but it's it's getting removed, and um, uh, we can stabilize that. And um, so, uh, one other thing is this this beautiful community uh, that you and I uh, have the pleasure to you know interact with, uh, and I see that a lot since I'm you know finally online <laughs> and having these direct messages, which is super interesting for me too. Yeah. This time, this time actually, and that's the reason uh, why this timeline is occurring. We are actually striving forward and and to learn and integrate one cooperation and two trust. These are the two, um, you know, uh, main characteristics of this time, um, and so everyone can can participate in that and uh, there are beings that are observing what's happening right now on earth um, they don't appear directly right now yet because we're again we are slowly approaching a different um you know uh, a different society actually um but i can only you know um they they are all waiting for a certain invitation uh so if you take the time and you know uh speak it out loudly um and say that you want to invite benevolent forces bene- benevolent ets um uh, we always call them ets but you know there are beings there are people and individuals aspects of the same life that we all are um they are waiting and observing and if you you know uh, invite them friendly. Um, that's such a beautiful thing to do. Beautiful. Well, on that note, we're going to, I'm making little notes of the things that um, we'll get to in the next conversation, because I would imagine people want to hear more from you. And I love the fact that in a topic that's oftentimes uh, kind of filtered through some pretty dark and conspiratorial lenses, that you resist that temptation because that's not who you are, that you bring a type of light and um, grace into the topic. You don't point a lot of fingers of blame. Every species is at a different level of development, just as we are. So I I love the context that you bring this all through, Tim. It's really delightful talking with you. Thank you so much. I can't can't do it any other way. So that's that's what i do and i'm super happy for uh these uh, you know conversations because you're asking the right questions 
and um it's it's uh i can't believe it's <laughs> that you know uh there's so much more to talk about and i'm oh, i'm looking forward yes. to it i think we're going to be having a, a great series of conversations so <laughs> anything you think of your list i'll think of my list and we'll put them together next time but we got a good start here today on this so yes. first of all you know when when you're when this show comes up it has tim and then it has what you do underneath it What are we supposed to put there on, on the screen for you? What? <laughs> so, um, uh, thanks for bringing that up because that's um, uh, one thing that's uh, you know important for me is um, I've uh, finally made it to Instagram and to YouTube as well, uh, and I found so many beautiful people out there who was uh, you know they were also communicating uh, very positive feedback for the interview that we both had uh, on Gaia. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I do love interacting with them and I, it's, it's my, you know, um, my way of, you know, my part of cooperation, bringing cooperation into this world. Uh, and so, um, they, they can find me, um, uh, under Tim, uh, dot tactical. It's just like my name here, uh, Tim tactical. Uh, I think on YouTube it's, um, uh, Tim tactics. So it's a little different, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically Tim how they tactical. can find me. And we will keep Tim your, tactical. we will keep your surname private. Okay. <laughs> that's perfect. Thank you <laughs> very so much. What, I, what do you call yourself, Tim? I mean, what do you call yourself? Like some you, people say, well, I'm an ambassador. I'm a writer. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. What do you call yourself? Oh, that's that's an interesting question. Um, I call myself Tim, actually. So uh, I've I found like <laughs> anything that you know can be summed up by that. Um, and I feel like I don't want to make it about myself because again, it's it's about cooperation. So um, that's the beauty of this time. Um, if you're asking about my profession, I'm I'm actually like an expert in governance, um, which is the um, the way of um, Yeah, it's, it's public diplomacy, everything that's, um, that's um, you know, has to do with um, people, individuals and collectives living together. So that's my, you know, my area of um, my field of profession, if you want I to call it I can call you one. an expert in public diplomacy. That's fine, right? All right. Thank you. <laughs> Good. We have something. <laughs> Tim, thank you so much. And uh, I can't wait till our next conversation. I think you're going to get a lot of good feedback from people that are more curious to learn more about all of this. So thank yes. you again for taking the time. Thank you. And uh, thanks to everybody watching. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay. So you can go to Tim Tactical on Instagram to be able to follow um, some of the things that Tim is coming up with and posting on a day-to-day -day basis. So he's been kind of quiet and in the dark until now. So now you can find him. And of course, you can always see him on Open Minds at Gaia and also um, on Cosmic Disclosure at Gaia. So we will continue this conversation in the near future. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on ReginaMeredith.com.